0: Welcome to the Plan C Podcast. I am here with just myself today doing another solo podcast. Uh, I kind of wanted to, not kind of wanted to, uh, I wanted to touch on the Kenny Atkinson firing, but we'll just wait for that. Just, uh, wanted to tell everyone, hope everyone's having a great day. It is right now Monday, 1.22 p.m., um and you know i'm feeling good don't have corona got a nice page of my opinions here ready to just you know get them all out fire them off at y'all if you are not following us on instagram please do at plan underscore c underscore podcast it's the same handle on twitter we're a little more active on instagram but we're going to be more active on twitter that's on me i'm the social media guy i gotta be better um we're also on spotify apple stitcher anchor youtube and a bunch of other platforms please check us out like share subscribe rate review um anybody who's got any opinions on the podcast i would love to hear them uh I, uh, I reached out, it's just a little cool story before I get going, um, I reached out to one of my favorite NBA writers and uh, podcasters, uh, Kevin O'Connor, because he recently lost his dad and he had been really open about it, and it was kind of really beautiful to see this public outpouring of support for him, uh, so I wanted to reach out because uh, he's, if not my favorite writer, one of my favorite writers, and so, you know, just said... Hey man, hope you're doing alright. You know, I'm sorry for your loss. And it was really cool because he responded to me. And I think it's really cool when people do that. Uh, he he meant he said my name as well. So that was really cool. Uh, I don't know. Just part of my day. That was really cool. Wanted to share with y'all. Uh, if you don't know his work, check it out. He's on the ringer. He does some great stuff for the NBA. Um... Shout out to my producer, Crayola, sitting here. She's cleaning herself, not helping me produce. That's okay, though. I'm, you know, I'm EP on this. So that's all right. Uh, and, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And here we So today I wanted to talk about the my thoughts on Kenny Atkinson's firing. So Kenny Atkinson was head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, had done a, a good job with just a, a team that didn't have a lot of assets and took them out of a dark place in terms of instability and where the franchise was going in terms of direction they were really trending downwards when Atkinson took over. So it's, I'm appreciative. I am very appreciative of Kenny Atkinson and his time with the Nets. I think he absolutely helped turn around the Nets uh, in some ways. You know, you can't, you never really know if a player gets better because of a coach or an assistant coach or just the player or Whatever, but the players seemed to get better because of the staff and just kind of Kenny around them. So I just – I first wanted to say, so this whole situation basically comes out in the morning. Atkinson is fired. I believe that was Saturday morning, and my initial thought is, like, what the fuck? That's kind of crazy. Uh, We, you know, we – are in a playoff run, you know. We don't have our two top stars, so this season was always going to be a throwaway. So it's just it 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 was it was certainly shocking to me at first. But then I started thinking about it, and he has such a good relationship with the media that so many guys were coming out and oh my god, how could you do this? Oh Sean Marks, I, I like the Brooklyn Post killed Sean Marks. And I just think that is the cause or that is from that's an effect of Kenny's relationship with some of the media members. I think he is such a cool, dope guy and he's really good to people that people like him. I you know, I liked him. He was he was a good dude. Um, You know, so the reporting was is that there were problems with Atkinson. And some of the players, and that he had lost some of the locker room, and that Atkinson didn't want to coach um, Durant and Kyrie, and so I, again, I just want to get into it, um, and I have, I think I have like a page at least of notes. Uh, so, thinking about it from an asset standpoint, you're gonna to want to have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on your team versus a coach. You know, unless that coach is prime Phil Jackson or Greg Popovich, I don't think you're, you know, you're upset about lose. I I don't think you should be that upset about losing a head coach. If it's going to keep your superstars happy because the, these are the motherfuckers who are going to win you a ring. Right. Uh, so, you know, this year was already supposed to be a throwaway because, you know, Durant isn't playing. He has – he tore his Achilles, and that's, that's, a, that's an injury that takes a year to come back from. And so I, we always knew that the signings during the summer – ooh, excuse me – the signings during the summer weren't going to be for this year necessarily. We knew that this year was going to be a throwaway. And I think it's really important that Sean Marks saw, Sean Marks is the GM of the uh, Brooklyn Nets. He saw that, you know what? It's not working out with Kenny. Kenny, um, apparently, he he didn't want to work with Kyrie and Durant. Uh, and uh, other reports are saying that he didn't communicate to the players about you know, roles, leadership positions, and so on and so forth. And I think when you have s- established stars on your team who, you know, have been to the NBA Finals, have made a crazy-ass Game seven, <laughs> 7 game seven shot to essentially win the NBA Finals, I think it's so important to cater to them more so than to the coach because... The players again—they're the ones on the court making those shots. The coach can only do so much. I also think to immediately blame Kyrie Irving in this situation—it's—it's it's not fair. Uh, because, well, I—I I think he's an easy target. You know, you look at his history with coaches and getting them fired, apparently, and last year or the last two years with Boston and how much of a disaster that was down the stretch. I I think to the people that are immediately like, oh Kyrie Irving effect. Oh, I, that's that's not fair. You're taking a headline and you're running with it because people immediately say like, Oh, Kyrie is such a cancer. Yeah, I'm sorry. If can if Kyrie was such such a cancer, how is he voted? He the the players voted him to be VP of the players association. That I I don't know. I think if players really disliked him, he wouldn't be in that position. Um also, you know, yes, Durant and Kyrie did not stop the firing. But you know, how motivated are you to stop the firing of somebody who doesn't want to work with you or doesn't want to coach you or doesn't want to make you better as as a basketball player or, you know, a person. He's mm. So there's also stuff, uh, you know, they said uh, all on the back burner is a bunch of stuff, you know, about DeAndre Jordan not starting and <clears throat> and players here and there. And I th- I will say that's maybe the one thing that I think is a little stupid about the, the position. I, I think like, OK, DeAndre Jordan, I'm sorry, you're getting like 10 million a year. You're not going to win a championship this year. We're, we're not. Straight up, we're not. Um, unless Durant and Kyrie just somehow come back and it's a miracle and, oh, my God, we get to play the Raps in the first round, and then what? I think it's, like, the Sixers in the sixth spot and I forget who's in the three. Uh Oh, it's it's Boston. Yeah, so, so, so the Raptors are the two-seed, Celtics are the three-seed, so those, those would be the two teams you have to look at before the Eastern Conference Finals. So if everything—you know, Durant's not coming back this year. Irving's not coming back this year. That shit ain't happening. So why—I think it's stupid that Jordan is getting upset over minutes, minute. And, and Jordan has come out and said it's bullshit, so, you know, this is just me speculating and me just giving my opinion. I, I, I think it's really stupid for Jordan to be upset about minutes when— we're trying to develop a young player in Jared Allen who keeps getting better and just he needs more time on the court to make mistakes and so he can remedy those mistakes and not make them going forward um yeah i you know stars want to go the stars want a coach who are going to go to bat for them right and and put them in a position to succeed and, you know, clearly Kyrie, KD, and DJ didn't believe that was Atkinson. That That's okay. That's okay. Because, again, it's the players on the court. The coach has to fit the players. This isn't a system like in San Antonio where Greg Popovich is the number one. No. This is—we have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the team. Now, these are two of the top 15 players. Durant, I believe, he's top three in the world when he's healthy. Obviously, he's not playing right now. But— Also, there have been coaches that have been axed that were really liked that were sort of getting in the way of, you know, a team achieving their max ceiling. And, you know, I'm not saying that's Kenny because it's way too early to tell. This firing happened less than a week ago right now, and nobody's going to know nothing until like march of like talk to me in a year talk to me in a year and then and then we can have that conversation about you know oh you know Kenny was important for development but we needed somebody to take the next step uh you know the hope is is that they do bring in a proven commodity uh one who has already garnered the respect of the locker room and somebody who just is a competent coach and I've I've heard that people have thrown Teron Liu's name in there because of his relationship with Kyrie Irving, and they've thrown Mark Jackson's name in there, and and people have people are I I I don't know if this is just <laughs> the small sect of Nets Twitter because Nets Twitter ain't big, but of people who believe that somebody from San Antonio is going to be coming, whether it's Duncan or Popovich, I I think that's absolutely not going to happen. I. And that, and that's where it gets complicated, because then who are you going to look at to come in and win these games and have the attention of the players and be able to keep it straight with the players? Also, there are at least 20 teams in this league that would want to be in our position just because of p- purely because of who is on the roster. I, like if you're if you're a Knicks fan and you are coming at the Nets, like you must you must have I I don't I don't know what mental gymnastics you have going on in your head because yes you, you know what RJ Barrett is really talented and there are good parts of the Knicks but your owner's James Dolan James freaking Dolan and he is arguably the worst sports owner, like current sports owner out there. I think the guy from the Sacramento Kings might give him a run for his money, but nobody royally fucks up more than the Knicks. And that and that stems from James Dolan. You know, they Spike Lee is probably the most popular basketball fan, in, the most known basketball fan in the world just because he has repped just basketball in the Knicks for so long, and he's and he's just always had that. I, so, Knicks fans, if you want to come at the Nets, just, 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 just remember, your owner is James Dolan. The last time you were in the finals was 1999, and that wasn't even when Dolan was in charge. That was when his daddy was in charge. So, you know, don't throw rocks in a glass house. I, I think that's... I think that's how that kind of word that that phrase go um you know and to say that they shouldn't have fired Kenny because it's a situation um or I'm sorry (laughs) to say that they shouldn't have fired Kenny is you know it's tough because he's already lost some of the locker room um and Players aren't happy with their roles and roles aren't being communicated from upon high. And so I think it's better to let or to get the let out rather than to let it fester and then eventually blow up. You know, take Sean Marks taking a preemptive step isn't bad. You know, if you if you already don't have Durant and Kyrie going to. ooh I burped. Excuse me. (laughs) If you already don't have Durant and Kyrie going to bat for you, that that's not a good thing. You, know, you if you've already lost them, that's not good for your franchise. That's number one and number two. That's not on your side. So for Sean Marks to take that step, I I get it. That's that's fine. That's that's smart. And, and you know what? I trust in Sean Marks. He got he got KD and Kyrie into the room. Got them to sign. Do you know how many franchises would have liked to do that? Do you know? what? I know so many. Like spe- I, I I know this is the second time I'm bringing up the Knicks, but wow. I knew so many Knicks fans who were so sure that Durant and Kyrie were coming. And there were other teams that were like, oh, Durant and Kyrie, he's on it, you yeah, know, they're they're coming. It was just like, no, no, stop. You know, they're <laughs> I I think that if you're gonna rip on Sean Marks for taking a preemptive step after I, I don't I don't know a single move that Sean Marks ha- that hasn't panned out thus far every most trades that he's made have and 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 picks have have come to fruition i think that's a really good thing um i i so just just give it time just give it time because th- this season was never going to matter anyway we we never we, we weren't going to have KD for the entire year, so it, there was, I, I don't know, there was kind of a tempered expectation for the team, and yes, while it has at times felt like this team is disappointing, I think to absolutely rip Sean Marks apart is just kind of a flashpoint reaction, and that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, real quick, I just I want to get to the MVP conversation. Uh, so last time I recorded a pod, uh, Giannis was by far the MVP, absolutely the MVP. And since then, you know, LeBron has had, uh, 10 days and has had a really good 10 days and Giannis, those 10 days haven't been great. And now LeBron is effectively in the conversation for MVP, which would be his fifth. So I really think that the media just really dictates the narrative of MVP. And it's like, oh, it's the story. Oh, it's this, it's this and that. It It's so annoying to be like, oh, he deserves his fifth MVP. If he deserved his fifth MVP, he would have it by now, right? And I think the things that Giannis is doing in the time, in in the in the time that he's doing you know he's only he's only playing like 30 minutes a night and he's still putting up crazy ass numbers i don't know i i i i respect lebron a lot i think lebron is such a good example as as like as the modern superstar who has done it right and i i just think giannis deserves it more I, even at this point in the season, yeah, I I know there's what eighteen games left or something like that, and we have probably a month and a half to go. Well, I, I also let me let me just say it's definitely too early. It's definitely 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 too early because these narratives can flip so fast that you know what if what if LeBron, God forbid, gets hurt. You know, and then it's just back to Giannis. Um, you know, and also to say that uh, that LeBron just—he oh, he deserves it. You know, Gian, Giannis is gonna play 15 more years, who so win plenty of more. You can't say that. That's not fair. That's not fair to Giannis and all the work he's put in, and and the efficiency that he's done it. Also, it must be really, really nice to have Anthony Davis on your team. Giannis has Chris Middleton as that's the second best player on his team and yes Chris Middleton is an all-star but Anthony Davis is a top five player and that just the gravity of Anthony Davis and the attention that you have to give to him on defense specifically is just it's 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 so high and it's so it you're gonna get you know you're gonna give Anthony Davis that attention and Giannis doesn't have his Anthony Davis, so you know, and, and you can say, "Oh, you know, Mike Budenholzer's system," and but no, if you <laughs> if you take away Mike Budenholzer's system, I, I I still think Giannis is an absolute savage. Uh, but again, it's it's still too early. But it, it, if you were to ask me today, who gets it? I'm still saying Giannis. You know he's he's still the best player on the best team. I I don't I I know oh the you know LeBron locked him up oh yeah, fourth quarter LeBron was on him he wasn't on him that much calm down. It's just it's it's so interesting that I, I think the Vegas odds were like last week LeBron plus it was like ten to one and now it's like plus 125 or something like that. Uh, that's I'm, I'm pulling those numbers out of the air slash kind of from my memory. But it ah, I don't know. It's it's annoying how somebody has a couple wins against great teams puts up great numbers and I'm not trying to take anything away from LeBron's performance. LeBron at 35 is it it blows my mind how good he is because at 35 athletes aren't supposed to be doing what LeBron is doing and uh, i don't i don't know i just it it feels like you know when people are like oh that's it Yep, lebron beat the clippers and the bucks uh, you know what mvp lebron's my mvp now uh, that's that's just unfair to me to be honest with you because you're taking away a bunch of stuff that giannis has done all year and if this were the most valuable player in March, then, yeah, sure, LeBron gets it. But this is a year-long thing. And, yes, LeBron is doing some fantastic stuff. But, it, you know, I still think Giannis has a leg up. And, you know, that's all I'm going to say about it. And that's fine. All right, that's all for today. I'm just doing a short pod here. Uh, well, I mean, not sure. You know, 20 minutes. It's shorter than usual. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like these monday nba pods recording them kind of taking the information from the weekend because now there's so many primetime games it's it's so awesome to just sit down and watch basketball and it's just so available now that i don't know i want to talk about it more and if you guys if you guys want to listen to the content please let me know please 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 let me know because if i'm making this content just for myself then you know what am i doing i want to I want to kind of cater to you guys and where our interests cross. Uh, so you know, if you if you do enjoy this, please let me know. I because I would love to hear from y'all, and it's great hearing from people. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Plan underscore C underscore Podcast. Check us out on Patreon. Uh, we should have a nice update going on there probably within the week. Ah, uh, just shout out to everyone listening i hope you have enjoyed it we've, we've kind of been growing as of late so that makes me pretty happy uh i'm happy that hard work is being you know somewhat <laughs> looked at and i just you know i want to keep growing i i don't know when or where this is gonna go but i i really like doing it and i want to keep continuing it and i know that both James and Cameron, James Cameron Productions, uh, feel the same way. And just in terms of, I think it's really fun to have a a creative outlet that you then have a product for. Um, it just, it just, you know, feels good. And talking about stuff I like, I just, I, I get lost in the time, honestly. And I looked at, I, I looked at the the body of this podcast, and I was like. Oh, geez, 20 minutes. I didn't feel like I was talking for that long. So if you enjoy what you are listening to, please let me know. Uh, rate, review, share, like, follow us on Spotify. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you're having a great day. And If you have any takes about basketball and the things that I've talked about, I will debate you anytime, anywhere. I I live, breathe, and just love basketball. This has been the Plan C Podcast. I am Colin at Colin Hammingson. I hope you all have a great day. See you on the next one.